So what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Via VHS Retro Movie Podcast. I'm Wesley, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Spencer Scott Holmes. And um, we've just been sitting here relaxing and uh, t- drinking some uh, Dale Earnhardt-inspired Sundrop. I, w- I wish uh, I had that over where I'm at. I, I don't have anything know. such as fancy. Yeah, well, you know, I had you know I had to uh, raise hell and praise Dale tonight because we're doing some Stroker Ace. Oh yeah, and, uh, you know you got to honor threes us anytime you're talking about NASCAR and, um, yeah, it's uh <clears throat> what we're doing right now. Basically, we're getting into a new era of, of the VHS and trying to up the ante a little bit, make the show a little bit you know more, I guess. And um, so I was like, hey, for the next like you know, I think we'll probably looks like eight episodes. Like, let's just do things that we've always wanted to talk about and. Mm-hmm. We had one movie picked out, which I think we're going to do next week. We called an audible because that movie, the cut of it that we're watching ends up being eight years long. Yeah, you, you got to start it like, you know, on a Friday to hopefully get it done by a Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially me. Yeah, because it's just my life is going to be. Uh, I did start it, though. I was actually watching it. and then, that, That's good. Good. At least you made some progress. I, I was just afraid. I was like, I got. New Ninja Turtles coming out one night. Got this. It's like, I don't know if I can, I'm going to be able to get three hours. Don't, I've, I've seen it before, of course, and I've seen it many a times in the original version, but I wanted to make sure I had it as fresh as possible. So I thought, like, you know, let's go with, let's go with Stroke Race. It's a nice hour and a half length, like one of those classic yeah. lengths of a film. Yeah, this is a, this is, it's an easy watch. You know, it's, um, we had already planned on, this is one of the ones I had picked out um, to do because I've, I've only seen this once before a long time ago, but anything to do with nascar north carolina because of where i grew up i'm just extremely nostalgic for it like it's just growing uh, we've said this before when we talked about days of thunder but you know where i grew up like norman area of north carolina like right above charlotte that's where all the race teams are so it was not a crazy thing for me to walk into a grocery store kmart and hey there's rusty wallace sitting <laughs> over there buying some toilet paper and let me go say hey to him you know it just wasn't a wild thing. So I just grew up around NASCAR. And so, mm-hmm. and like days of thunder was filmed pretty close to where I was a lot of it. And so, but yeah, I was like, you know, I could do days of thunder, which we really do need to talk about again, because it is. We, we did an episode on it. That's a lost file episode from way back in the day. Yeah. But I, I would love to do that one again, because that movie is just so good. I literally, think that's a perfect movie. That movie. Yeah. A, it's like almost a very kind of underrated movie because it was big for the time, but it's kind of got forgotten in the last 20 years or so. I mean, maybe over old. on your side, when you're close to the NASCAR area, it's a little bit more well-remembered, but I just feel like it's one of those ones I just don't hear people talk about it like they, you know, for the fact of how big it is. I think it got overshadowed by Top Gun. I think, yeah. I think Top Gun, because they are the same movie. I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's literally like Top Gun 2, just with NASCAR. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, it's the same, same thing. And, um, so I think Top Gun kind of overshadows it a little bit, but it was really, really big here. And there was even a Days of Thunder ride. But um, mm-hmm. Stroker Ace is the one that I think a lot of the NASCAR drivers are actually more um, nostalgic for. I hear them talk about it a lot. And this is one, <clears throat> when I met my wife, she was working for Dale Earnhardt Jr. She's working at the race shop. She doesn't give a damn about racing. She hates racing. <laughs> she is not interested in it at all. But I always kind of was growing up. And so um, she was working at the at the race shop. She was just, you know, working in, you know, like the the um, uh, fan area where you buy like T-shirts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, but I, his podcast that he does, Dale Jr. Download, is basically like right adjacent to the room where she used to work. And, oh, my um, gosh. Yeah. So that's like that back room over there is where they film it. And um, he's actually talked about Stroker Ace on – you know, his show before and had uh, a few people on there and talked about, it. I sent you a little thing about that, but uh, yeah, I listened uh, to that today. Yeah. It's it, yeah. He's he, they're real nostalgic about that movie, but um, sorry with you. If you want to fire up this rewind review so we can talk about stroke race, let's fire it up. Let's do it. So what, if you listen to the show in the past, one thing that we used to do was we had the, um, well, we, we've called it several things, uh, flashback portal, flux capacitor, 
And I decided we're going to kind of bring it back to the streamlined version of it. Because I think we always really enjoyed uh, somewhat talking about the music, but really the box office always gave a lot of um, perspective on what we're, you know, on the movie, especially if you're doing more of a retrospective, like where this movie is. And um, so that's what we're going to kind of do. So um, the box office for this actually is incredibly um, interesting. <laughs> so we'll, well that start box off office answers so many other questions that how yes. a movie performs like you know like a lot of times like when you see what something's going up against or what it's not going up against that, that can make all the difference in the world of how much money you make it, it doesn't really actually matter how well your movie sometimes is it just depends on who you're going up against yeah this one we'll, we'll get to it in a second but this one's an incredibly interesting box office but we're gonna real quick look at um going back to the week of july 1st 1983 when um Stroker Ace was released, and uh, we're going to look at the top five in the music charts real quick. This is the Billboard Hot 100, um, technically the week of July 2nd, 1983, but um, number one, Flashdance. What a feeling. Oh, yeah, there we go. Humongous movie. Humongous movie. So a, a predecessor, I guess it probably came out a few months before this. Um, we got um, Electric Avenue <laughs> by Eddie Grant. We don't know about down Dude, that song's so catchy electric avenue so avenue catchy we'll take you higher High. love it uh every breath you take by the police. No, police number three uh it's it's still raising up um it was uh number four last week so it's probably i would imagine that ends up probably number one that was a big mm -hmm. song um time culture club Mm -hmm. Time won't give me time. Um, Never gonna let you go by Sergio Mendez. That's your top five. Oh yeah, so if yeah. If you're in your Trans Am and you're going down to see Stroker Ace, mm -hmm. because you know you definitely had that Trans Am after smoking the Bandit. Yeah, yeah, you had to. You know, I, I, I got so, the mini version of it behind me actually up there. Oh, do you really? Yeah, it's up there on the top of the shelf. You can. It probably just looks like a little black box of a red bottom on it, but there's a little, little Smokey and the Bandit car up there. Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah, a lot of really good stuff here. I would, I would say this is thriller time, so want to be starting something's in the top ten as well, and um, a few other really interesting songs. But so let's talk about the um, the box office here, um, because this is. This gives a lot of perspective into to Stroker Race and Burt Reynolds and his career mm -hmm. and where it's going. But this is definitely the end of that Burt Reynolds era. Yeah. And like you're kind of like that, you know, his career keeps going after this, but it's definitely not the same. And he's not that powerhouse at the box office. Like he kept the box office open for like six years, it seems like. Six to ten years. It was Burt Reynolds just keeping, you know, Keeping the whole whole industry alive, it seems like. Yeah, was Burt Reynolds and like you know you, you know, he was just competing with Clint Eastwood and so on like that. Maybe mm -hmm. a little bit of Charles Bronson, but uh, yeah. yeah, he was just knocking them out. And then yeah, strangely enough, it's, they kind of said that Stroke Race was sort of like that was sort of the downfall, and he just never recovered. And it's almost like yeah. he didn't really get, until like Boogie Nights sort of like kind of brought him back from being like on the, almost like those sort of a, not necessarily B-list movies, but kind of just a little bit lower down. That wasn't until he kind of had his rise back up. Yeah. His Renaissance his Reynolds. It was, um, yeah, his, his career never really recovered. And what sucks is that he turned down terms of endearment. Mm -hmm. And I think the Jack Nicholson role in terms of endearment to do stroke race and the stroke race just could have been done later. But, We'll get to that in a second. So let's look at the, the box office real quick. Uh, there's only one movie listed here out of 15 that's new this week, and that movie is Stroker Race. And it comes in eighth at the box office. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so Star Wars, Return of the Jedi, little film. Yeah, little uh, film is going to take a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, $16 million at the box office. I mean, that came out in May, I'm assuming. Because I think yeah. all Star Wars movies did. So we're now in the first week of July. So it's been out a month. Superman 3 coming in at number two. Mm -hmm. um, number three and four, you have uh, John Landis twice. One's very unfortunate, though. You have Trading Places at number three. Good one. And then uh, another one, he didn't fully direct this movie, but he directed the most important part of this movie, uh, Twilight Zone, the movie. 
and uh, we all know how that turned out. We won't have to go there. Um, hey, I love that Twilight Zone movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's just controversial. If you don't know why, Google it. If we don't want to get into <laughs> it, but it's 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 messy. It's messy. Um, but uh, Porky's two the next day comes in at number five. That's ahead of um, Stroke Race, and that didn't even open this week. Uh, Octopussy, 007. Yeah, I got some 007 in there. Number six, one of my favorite favorite ever '80s movies. Love this movie, War Games, at number seven. Oh yeah, another good one. And then finally, struck a race at number eight, bringing in five million eight hundred eighty-six thousand five hundred and seventy-one dollars. Um, yeah, it's uh, See, it's very unfortunate. Yeah, you know, and that's a perfect example right there. Like some people, they go, "Oh, struck a race didn't do nearly as good," but it's like, well, look what it had to compete against, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Especially, it's like one of those ones back then. You got to keep in mind you're lucky to have a cinema that maybe is showing five movies at once. Mm-hmm. Lucky, very lucky. Yeah. That's still even kind of rare. You're mostly sh- looking for those two, two to three cinema theaters. So maybe the, you know if Stroke Race is number eight, they might not even be carrying it. The thing is with Stroke Race is this movie could have been released, should have been released earlier. Like for NASCAR itself, like for the sport, it was a perfect time to release this movie. You know, Dylan Hart's coming up. He's becoming a big thing. I think he'd already won his first championship at this point. 81, I think. So, yeah, he'd already won a championship. He was coming up. So it was great for the sport at this time. But if you look at, you know, that part of Burt Reynolds' career, you go back to 77 when Smokey Bandit was released. It was the second highest grossing movie that year. And the only movie that beat it was Star Wars, A New Hope, which was, you know, a phenomenon, you know. Yeah. And, um. So I, I kind of feel like if Stroker Ace had been released, you know, earlier, even, you know, maybe 79, 80, I think it would have still probably been much higher at the box office. So it would have beat the shit out of Porky's and maybe even trading places and maybe got up to second or third. Yeah. But it's just, you know, there was before it was Star Wars and Smokey and the Bandit. And now it's like. A huge gap. So, because the, the industry had changed so much between Smokey and the Bandit to where you get this other formulaic, you know, Burt Reynolds picture, and people are just like, I just saw ET, there's Alien, there's <laughs> Close Encounters, there's Star Wars. We're on the third one of those. It's just not the same anymore. Well, I, and I think that's sort of what kind of might have happened is that that. Mm-hmm. That charm, because, you know, those Southern movies, like, they didn't even think that that was even a good idea, even, like, in 72, when you got, like, White Lightning and, Mm. like, then Gator and so on like that. You know, that was a hard sell anyways, because they just didn't think that those movies were going to be, like, a big hit all over the U.S. and so on like that. And then, yeah, it turns out Burt Reynolds, you know, those kind of Southern racing movies and so on like that were extremely popular. I mean, so much Mm. so that even just those Southern kind of, like, action halfway comedy movies i mean clint eastwood started doing a bunch of them you know and some mm-hmm. other actors were going for that too and it Convoy. was doing real well yeah you know uh with chris Christopherson and all that stuff and then yeah as i said i think as it got kind of into the like the early 80s it was still there to a bit but now there was just you know the the thing is is once that big population of the audience, you know, kind of dwindles, be like, well, that was fun for a couple of years. Then they're going to shift. You know, the trendies are going to shift off. You know, mm-hmm. the hardcore fans, it doesn't matter. They'll watch those kind of movies till the day they die. But I think that's sort of what it was. The trend part of it all just kind of petered out a little bit. And this was <clears> kind <throat> of right as that was dipping. Yeah, I don't know what made that that brand of movie so popular. It, it was incredibly profitable. The homespun Southern kind of thing. Maybe it's because the South had just got movie theaters. Finally, <laughs> Like, I, I know that's not true, but that's it, maybe. Um, but uh, yeah, it's weird. Like those movies just did so, so well. And like Convoy is technically not a Southern movie, but it has that same kind of element, the country Western. Yeah. You know, this movie opens with Charlie Daniels. So that it's like, they're connected. It's like that country Western, you know, Southern homespun story. And those, Bert, I mean, those Burt Reynolds movies are so formidable. This isn't really that, that, what was the other one, Hanging Tough, that we did? The football one? Oh. Um, Semi-Tough is the movie we were thinking. There we go, Semi-Tough. Semi-Tough. Yeah, it's, I mean, that movie was formulaic, and these, the Burt Reynolds thing was, Burt's going to get the girl, he's going to mm-hmm. charm his way through the movie, because, I mean, he's got, he's endearing, he's charismatic, he's got charm for days. 
and he's going to smile at the camera, be smooth, you know, give a couple mustache rides and he's out. And, um, yeah, people were just kind of over it. But this one's fun for me, too, because not only does it have Burt Reynolds, you got some Gomer. You got Gomer Pyle in there. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Surprise. Shazam. Um, <laughs> well, I just mentioned Andy Griffith last week. It's, it's growing up. It was um, it, that was on all the time in the house and Jim neighbors. Oh, that was everybody's favorite. Gomer Pyle. Yeah, Gomer Pyle. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> Technically, the first gay man in the military think about it because he had them that marine corps show yeah yeah so just throwing it out there that's it hey you know breaking down walls you know <laughs> gomer pile everybody gomer loves gomer pile too yeah everybody loved gomer pile like of course like barney like you know don knotts was the man on that yeah. show but yeah but gomer, was, gomer pile got the spinoff gomer he sort of got the show as it kind of went on farther down the line but yeah, like this, the, the very end of Andy Griffith almost becomes more like the Don Knotts show. <laughs> yeah, well, Don featuring Knotts Andy was, Griffith. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when in Don Knotts is just like you know, he also had that whole Disney thing he was doing, you know, Gus and all those movies. Yep. Um, and stuff in the later Three's Company. So Don Knotts mm -hmm. was fine, but yeah, Gomer Pyle. Oh, Shazam! And I have to be honest, my uncle Jody. I was talking to you about him earlier today. He's supposed to send me some pictures of my grandpa's bootlegging car so I could show him this, but he, he didn't get them to me in time. He was looking for another picture and I guess forgot about me, but um, he, he, he doesn't sound too much different than Gomer Pyle. I'm not going to lie to you. He's, 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 I still sound Southern, uh -huh. but not like I did. Not like before I was in acting and stuff. It was real bad. And he still sounds like that. And if I get around him, I was talking to him on the phone today. So I know right now I sound more Southern than I did yesterday because I talked to Jody on the phone for like an hour today. And by the time I get off there, I talk like this. I was like, dad, you know, <laughs> shit, you know, so. Well, well I always feel accents are one of those ones. It doesn't take long for me to absorb an accent. If I hang out with somebody who's got a thick accent, like in like two days, I'll be talking pretty much like him. You know, oh, yeah. I, I could watch a Martin Scorsese movie and my, my accent will be completely different the next day. Oh, really? <laughs> so it's like, hey. Start getting that Brooklyn accent just in the background. I don't know how it happened. It just kind of did. You, the fuck you looking at? The fuck you looking at? So, <clears throat> Stroker Ace, July 1st, 1983, directed by Hal Needham. Uh, you also have, obviously, starring Burt Reynolds. You have Ned Beatty in here as Clyde Torkel. Jim Neighbors as Lugs. Parker Stevenson as Aubrey James. You have Lonnie Anderson as Pembroke Feeney and a few other semi-recognizable people. Bubba Smith's in here, which I love Bubba Smith. And uh, what's really cool is you have some little NASCAR drivers in here scrolling through one of the first pictures I see. Good old Dale Earnhardt. Oh, yeah. And he, he's like fourth on the list on there. So it's like it's you could tell it's just at that time period where like he's up and coming. But, he's you know, you think a couple of years from now, he would be the top tier one on there all of a sudden. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I cannot put into words how big Dale Earnhardt was in North Carolina. He is a deity. I mean, we're in the Bible Belt and, and Jesus and Dale Earnhardt. It wasn't that. I mean, it's not, you know, wasn't that, that far. That stretched out far to California, though, too. Like, that, that's one of those ones. You still see it every day, pretty much. Oh, uh, really? Dylan Hart? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Man, yeah, he was a big, big deal. Just such an American icon, such a legend. And the fact that he shares the screen at one moment in this film with Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds and Dylan Hart on the screen together in a movie. Yep. I'm sorry. If you don't <laughs> like that, you don't like America. <laughs> I mean, that's all I can say about that. Right there. Yeah. You know, and speaking of even other like cameos, they got like one of the most bizarre ones that's in there. So they got Cassandra Peterson in there, oh, you know, yeah. better known as Elvira. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's just one of those ones when she's in there, it's like one of the weirdest ones because she's just in it for like 20 seconds talking to Gomer, Pi hitting on Gomer Pyle of mm -hmm. all things, where she's got some really bizarre dialogue that somebody's wrote for her. And, like, like that's one of those ones. I'm like, I'm like, I don't remember that from her autobiography. <laughs> no, <laughs> where was that scene at? That was. I need to know what was going on there. The time I tried to flip Jim Neighbors, <laughs> yeah, it just wasn't in there. It, yeah, like, it is odd. It was a very bizarre cameo. With the, I hate to sort of say it, like what I feel like it is is. It's one of those ones that like in the future, you just look at that and go, that's an odd thing there. Like, why is she in there? But I think probably in, in like a past thing, 
I think they were pretty much throwing her under the bus, making fun of her for the way she looks in in this movie by making her kind of like, oh, here's she's an oddball. Gomer Pyle's an oddball. Let's throw them mm. together because that would be funny. Like one of those things yeah. where people are laughing at it because she's gothic and not. You, you, I, I know for a fact that there's there's something kind of like not pleasant about that decision and she's just probably doing it for 500 bucks or something yeah yeah it, the whole thing was very bizarre you're right and you forget about it immediately like she's gone and then she's just not back and no it never comes back yeah it, it is it's just so forced and weird but you're right because I, I was, was literally waiting for it like at the end of the movie like she was going to show up like one of those really goofy kind of like comedy things where all of a sudden Gomer Pyle's got his you know new girlfriend and it happens to be Elvira like I was thinking it was gonna be one of those kind of things like no questions asked well that would have made it funny though like if they did that that yeah. actually probably would have made it work but yeah that was a whole, whole odd thing but Struck Race is an odd movie anyway it's um so if you've never seen it it's it's a it's so it's another car car movie burt reynolds how need them and um a couple years before this they bought they actually had their own race team they had the skull bandit which was uh harry gant's car mm -hmm. and harry gant's awesome i've met him a few times he's really cool but um, and he's in this movie too yeah he's in this movie um they they bring his name up a lot they make sure they say harry gant a lot because it was you know that's they owned the they owned this car but reynolds and how need them together own the skull bandit so it, it seems only natural that they, they would eventually kind of wind up making a nascar movie yeah they had to i mean it was just the, the next you know logical step he burt reynolds has football movies because he was a college football player and he owns a nascar team so now you're gonna do nascar movies and you know you up that up you're gonna turn down movies like terms of a deer because who needs that bullshit <laughs> we need another car movie and um this one's just it's so formulaic it's you know you got Lonnie Anderson in there who Burt later marries a few years later after this. Yeah. And um, I gotta say this, she's a pretty lady, mm -hmm. but whatever Trump is doing with his hair, that's the female version of that. <laughs> yeah, it definitely, she does have it where it is somehow some way goes way too far forward. Yeah. It's, I can't really, it's just bizarre. Like it, I, I'm, it's very Tammy Faye Baker, that kind of thing going on. I don't know what's happening there, but she's, she, it doesn't change. She's very pretty. Yeah. Like she's a knockout, but the hair's weird. Yeah. The, the, the hair, the hair is kind of a, an oddball one there. Yeah. So Burt Reynolds is Stroker Ace, and you got uh Jim Neighbors plays uh, Stroker's um, uh, crew chief slash, you know, head mechanic or whatever. And then uh, <clears throat> uh, Lonnie Anderson's, you know, the girl that, Burt Reynolds has to get and then Ned Beatty is kind of the, he is a um an asshole that nobody <laughs> likes and he he owns a chicken chain um what was the thing of the chicken it was I can't remember the That's right. it's, it's the fastest chicken in the south the slogan but he's just uh he's competing with the colonel is pretty much what his, his thing is yeah or yeah I think that was supposed to be like their version of Bojangles because I saw some Bojangles stuff in this movie which you know I want to always anytime I I can bring up Bojangles. I'm going to do it. It's just, I know, it yeah. just makes me want to try this Bojangles so much. Yeah. yeah. That I, I have to make that mythic journey to the Far East to go uh, have some Bojangles. Yeah, you should. Yeah, you should. You have to come all the way here just for some Bojangles fried chicken. It is really damn good. It slapped your mama good. But um, yeah, so <clears throat> he owns a chicken joint and he's trying to get into the NASCAR game. And everybody's like, we don't want to work with you. And it's because we don't like you. We can't stand you. But. Burt Reynolds being himself at the beginning of the movie, you're introduced to him driving in on three wheels to Daytona right before the season starts. Like just, you know, you know, the skin of his teeth making it in there and he kind of ruins his day with his sponsor and pisses everybody off. So he's, he needs a new sponsor. He's desperate. And there's Ned Beatty. Yeah. So he signs this big fat contract. that has got, you know, pages galore. Doesn't read it whatsoever. And, uh, ends up because of this, having to do a bunch of weird promotional ads for that chicken company. <laughs> yeah. This movie is a little bit more heavy on the comedy than some of the other ones. Like it's trying to be more of a comedy. Some of these other Burt Reynolds movies, they all have that comedy element. Yeah. Like all these formulaic ones, but this one's even more heavy, like uh semi tough. When we watched it, it was, it was, had all kinds of like weird messages in it that they were trying to, you know, convey. And, um, but, and also that one was just weird. It was like kind of racist at times. And 
um, slightly less rapey than this one. This one, this one, (laughs) this one's yeah. Rapey of a few characters. Yeah. This was very rapey. Uh, yeah, this is definitely like, I I just want to, I want to start a series where I get like really, really woke Gen Z kids and just, you know, watch some of these movies that we watch and just watch their (laughs) brain fucking melt. (laughs) Like, just like, what? Yeah, just yeah, the people who grew up in all like the padded zone, like you know, education cannot handle this stuff. No, no. Like, is he about to date rape Blondie Anderson? Don't worry, they get married later in real life. <laughs> He's an honest man. He's Burt Reynolds, goddammit. He was gator. He's he's smoky. Okay. He could do well, he's the bandit. Sorry. He's the yeah, bandit. Yeah. He can do whatever he wants. He's not smoky. Um but yeah, this yeah, we'll get to that part. But it is, ugh, I was like, oh my god, is this? Can this scene end? Please let <laughs> this scene end. And it goes on for a while. It is not a short scene whatsoever. I I even feel like Burt Reynolds is kind of awkward in that scene. Like, yeah, how how you you want me to come back a third or fourth time? And yeah, you, you, yeah, it it could have ended like you know, literally on the one fourth time mark of it. Like they, they thought they had struck comedy gold, and they did not. And, no, uh, no. It, it, was... it, it, you know, if he would have left right off the bat, it might have been just that light, like, oh, okay, haha. You know, but yeah, the way it goes, oh man. <laughs> yeah, it was very uncomfortable. But so, yeah, Burt Reynolds messes up, you know, his relationship with his sponsor. He needs a new sponsor, Ned Beatty, who's just an annoying little pudgy bastard in this. Um, and he does a great job of it. Yep. Um, can, you know, kind of swindles. Burt Reynolds promising him the, the moon to come race for his team. He's got a fast car and he's got all this stuff. But Burt Reynolds gets there and he realizes he's going to be going across the country promoting this chicken, uh, dressed as a chicken. You know, basically anything that will make him look like an idiot, Burt Reynolds has to do. And so the plot's really thin for this movie. It's basically he's trying to get out of this contract with Ned Beatty and in, in Bone Lonnie Anderson. That's the movie. And race yeah. cars. Yeah. Through three things, it's the simplicity of that. Like, did you watch the trailer of this movie? Mm-mm, mm-mm. It, it actually has kind of a good trailer to it, but it like it sums up all the stuff in the, in that trailer. It's like Burt Reynolds, he is the ladies' man, racing cars and trying to get out of the contract. Like, it literally kind of does that. Like, mm. you know, laughs for the whole family. <laughs> it's funny though because like the, the real rapey scene right there. That's where it says he's a ladies' man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah gosh oh man so burt reynolds uh or stroker ace is um pissed about this contract he's got to get out of it but he's also trying to win a championship he's got this rival named aubrey james which really does any nothing wrong in this movie he's just no. a young kid that's really good at driving race cars yeah and uh burt reynolds is a little bit jealous of him honestly because he's he's a threatening good-looking young lad (laughs) yeah yeah he's the blonde boy wonder coming coming to steal his uh mustachioed thunder yeah he's like the kid that looks like if you need to make a captain america movie about this time and i know they have the 78 one but he almost looks like he's in the running to play steve rogers (laughs) yeah he's got that he does have that look he does have that look to him the all-american boy sunshine kind of thing going on so yeah so basically half the movie Burt Reynolds just being addicted to this guy and trying to bone Lonnie Anderson, who Lonnie Anderson plays um, Pembroke, who is uh, Ned Beatty's character. Um, what is his name? Oh, his name is hilarious. It's like they Clyde Turkle. They say it a billion times in the movie. Yeah. Clyde Turkle. She is Clyde Turkle's assistant. And, um, you know, she's her, the gimmick for her in this movie is that she's a virgin. Yeah. And, you know, Burt Reynolds just cannot fathom this. He's like, you know, you know, so he makes it his goal to like, you know, ruin her. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. And Ned Beatty's sort of doing the same thing, too. Like, if it's just like it's one of those ones like, you know, if two guys are going to be kind of rapey, you definitely want the Burt Reynolds, not the Ned Beatty guy, which is even more creepier. <laughs> Just, just picture that one long, long drug out scene with Burt Reynolds, but instead if it wasn't Burt Reynolds and that was Ned Beatty doing that scene. Oh, oh God. God. Yeah, yeah like a horror worse. movie. That would have basically felt like the guy in um, like Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would have felt like... like yeah. It puts lotion on skin. 
<laughs> yeah, it, it, Ned Beatty just in this. I like the, I love I love him as an actor, but he's just oh man, he's 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 so annoying in this, which was his goal. Yeah. But oh my god. So yeah, he's Ned Beatty's kind of got a crush on Monty Anderson's character. And Burt Reynolds obviously loves her, but you know, he's gonna get the girl. And so it's just him and Jim Neighbors and Monty Anderson driving around the country trying to um get out of this contract and win races at the same time, get to a couple bar fights. It's nothing like things just happen and they're just going along living their life and things happen. There's no like real story to it. It's just here's the thing that's happening and that's going to happen the entire movie. And we're just going to throw some silly gags and some car chases in there. And, you know, that's what the movie is. Yeah. And, you know, and this thing is like, I, I saw some of the stuff and like, you know, it looked like a lot of people put this movie down kind of hard. Like it was God awful. Like the worst thing they ever saw. And it's like, well, I, just, I, I enjoyed it. Like I, I thought it was fun and so on like that. It, it's weird. Yeah. There's some, there's some goof stuff in there, you know, and it's, you know, it's not the strongest Burt Reynolds movie or something like that. But yeah, I just, I, I just think some people, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's like, if you just don't have any care, I think if you want to hate it, it's definitely going to be an easy one that if you go in there, not wanting to like Burt Reynolds, of course it's going to be perfect for that. You can make all the jokes you want there, but I still thought it was pretty darn solid all in all. And it's just got yeah. cool, interesting scenes, cameos, the race stuff's great. And so on, you know, it yeah. is kind of funny how like when they do a car accident, they just like cut to some real footage. <laughs> yeah that was funny there was there was um they had a few actual accidents that they put together in the movie mm -hmm. which they, they were talking about on that dale jr thing i sent you yeah um so there was some but yeah there was some other stuff that he just cut the accidents from daytona another thing they did in the movie that was funny to me somebody who like watched nascar going up i could i could look at it and tell you what track i'm looking at pretty much instantly yeah and there were times that they were staying there in Charlotte and they were showing Daytona and there's times they're in Daytona and they were showing Charlotte. And then half the stuff that was in Charlotte, it's not even in, in the trivia or the um, locations on IMDb, but mm -hmm. most of the time they were racing at Charlotte towards the end of that like ending scene. They said that they were at Charlotte, but they weren't. They were at Rockingham, which is actually down the road from here. It's, oh, really? It's a, yeah, it's a track called The Rock. And it's is defunct too, but they're bringing that back next year, coincidentally. But um, yeah, it's um, yeah, there was they would just cut to different tracks in the middle of the shot, which I think actually Days of Thunder did a couple times too. Probably, um, I, I yeah. can see that, especially when you're in the editing bay and you kind of like have all this, you know, different race footage from all of them. You're like, yeah, that's that scene might look right, right here. Yeah. Yeah, there was a few in there that didn't even come close to looking right. It was just like, oh my god, that's not even close to where you were just two seconds ago. It's not even close. Well, but, it's like um, when they had some of those accident scenes. If like when the first time I saw it, I was like, maybe that's like a stylistic choice that they want to make it look like it's on a TV camera, you know, and so on. And then like the couple, the, the, the next couple times it happened, I'm like, no, those car numbers aren't. Those aren't even the same cars. It's just like they yeah. just literally just took race, you know, like disaster stock footage and then combined it together. Yeah, that I think that one flip that you see, like in the last race, I think that was like a few. I think it was like six or seven years old. Yeah. So it was. They were definitely using some old footage for that, which was was so bizarre. And um, it was lazy, but this was you know like look, we have this thing, we have a formula, we're gonna put this out, we're gonna make a lot of money. Yeah. It just it sucks because they didn't make a lot of money like they usually do. Um. But so we'll get to the Lonnie Anderson scene, which is weird. So what? So Burt Reynolds is trying to woo her this whole movie, mm -hmm. and you know, trying to I guess really take her virginity. And at this <clears throat> at one point, he brings her into the room, and she, he is under the guise of a meeting. Like you don't hear this plot play out anywhere; you just kind of pick it up as you're watching it. And she's like, where's the other people at? And they're like, oh, they had to go do this thing. And he makes a joke about Jim Neighbors being dead. And she's like, oh, really? And then she says, my sister died. And he goes, oh, that's a funny joke. She goes, no, my sister really is dead. She got hit by a bus. <laughs> so, like, and then I was very unsure because she says that. like, And then like, it was like, oh, that's serious. And then a couple lines later, she goes, oh, well, isn't that, isn't, you know, making stories up fun or something like that? I'm like, was she... 
was she serious or not serious there? Like yeah. I was like one of those ones. Like there, there was one. It went back and forth like a couple times too many that like it kind of was like, wait a second, what's going on here? Is she really fucking with him? Like I, yeah, I yeah, that's yeah. I couldn't either. It was really funny, and um, so all these people are gone, and so he's gonna, you know, he takes her on the patio, but he, she's like, um, he's like, I got this champagne. She goes, I don't drink. And he goes, Oh, this is a special champagne. It's non-alcoholic champagne. So it's uh, day rape. Anyway, so he takes her out in the patio, gets her drunk, and then she's like, okay, I want you. And so she goes back in, lays on the bed, and he goes to the room, and she's dead asleep. So he's like, okay, I'm going to just take your, you know, some of your clothes off just because, you know, make you more comfortable. And then the whole scene for like literally it felt like five minutes. It was probably like two. Yeah, but it feels but for like five minutes. It's just. It feels a long time. Like he's like, okay, I'm just gonna button your blouse a little bit, and then um, he he goes away. He's like, I gotta go back to my room. I gotta take care of a few things, <laughs> and then then he comes back into the, to the shot, and he's like, okay, you know, now now I'm gonna take this off, and now I'm gonna do this, and it's just like getting worse and worse. And then he teases taking a bra off, and then the scene ends. But it goes on forever, and it's really really rapey and weird. Yeah, it's one of those ones that like. It might have been funny once, but that's a perfect example where, like, that joke ended at the first one. Like, it, the more you keep going, that's where it's like, now it's just weird. And then you're like, huh. you almost do that thing where you're like looking around, you, you know, as yourself watching this, like, where is this going to go? When, when will it stop? Because I was almost at that point where, like, maybe it's not going to stop. Like, they've yeah. come this far. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. I was at the same thing, too. Like, and then they're, even when the scene ended, <laughs> yeah, even when the scene ends, you're like, did that happen? And the next morning, the very next scene is them eating breakfast together. And she goes, did anything happen? And he goes, no, nothing happened. And she goes, oh, you're so sweet. You could have raped me, but you didn't. He's such a sweet guy. That was like, that's literally why she falls in love with him. Because yeah. he didn't rape her. Yeah. Oh, and, but then man. Gomer Pyle sees her crying tears of joy, but he thinks it's the other way around. So he just goes and clocks him like in the phone booth. And then that's never addressed later on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's just like oh, this, these movies suck, but they're fun. <laughs> yeah, there's big, stupid, fun movies, but it's yeah. <laughs> Gosh, I, I'm just saying, if Gomer Paul was gonna fight the bandit, I'm not gonna think Gomer Paul's gonna win that fight. But you, you, that's the thing, you just you don't expect him to throw that first punch. I think that that's mm. how he gets you. you. You just never expect him to be the guy. <laughs> Yeah, he's in love with he he's in love with Lonnie Anderson's character too, which is crazy because he has Elvira. Yeah, so what was I saying? Yeah, Hex, yeah no, but I feel like he more just like loves her in in a weirder way, like it's more like a brother sister way, almost kind of like he's got to take care of her, you yeah. know. But that almost felt like in, in another, if, if this was a 90s movie, that would have been the breakup part between the friends where they'd be like, we're not friends anymore after that moment, you know? And like, yeah, there's going to be a 20 minute scene where we have to try to get back together, which is like like one of those ones like it happens once. It's one thing, but you see it in like multiple movies. You're like, dude, that that's always a stupid scene when like the, the friends break up three fourths into the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, 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 those are like those, those are like those ones where it's like, it's like, ugh. I mean, I mean, like, I, there's good movies that happens in like Dumb and Dumber, but even that, I, I still don't like it in Dumb and Dumber. I feel like you could still bypass that. You don't yeah. need those scenes. No, this one, he punches Burt Reynolds in the face, almost knocks him out, and he just doesn't care. And yep. then they're like, well, I'll see you at the racetrack. <laughs> but also, that's probably what it was actually like in a lot of ways. Yeah. I just feel like, yeah, it's just all, if this this is based off a book, but that doesn't always mean that uh, everybody's following the book. Yeah, so was semi tough in that book. Like it wasn't even close. <laughs> the book. It's just oh like same gosh. thing. If like when we watch Cocktail as well too, and it sounds like the book's good. the book actually sounds pretty good. Yeah, the book sounds really good. I we need to read that book. Yeah, I don't even have time to watch movies, much less read a <laughs> book from the eighties. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, this is you know. It's fun. It's big dumb. I had fun with it. I enjoyed it because of the novelty of it, just the old NASCAR stuff and seeing Dale Earnhardt and that one scene where they're they're racing with Aubrey James in their in the hotel and they're on like the the bellhop cars or whatever. Kyle um, Petty and everything right yeah, there. Yeah, Kyle Petty, Ricky Rudd is in there and Dale Earnhardt. And then um was there another race car driver? It said Terry Labonte was in it. I only saw him one time and it was like a a shot. We ju I just mentioned Terry Labonte last week, <laughs> randomly. We're talking about Kellogg's Corn Flakes or a little advertisement <laughs> thing. Um, 
but yeah, I'm recognized most of the drivers I saw in there, and like uh, Tim Richmond had a few lines, and of course you got handsome Harry Gant gets a, gets a good couple of cameos in there because of course he's going to. Mm-hmm. But uh, I used to I used to wait on him at Red Lobster. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah, I think my first job was was there, and he used to come in there and like murder those Cheddar Bay biscuits. I mean, like oh. murder them. And uh, hey man, let me get some more of him. Come on, bring him over here. I was like, okay, like I'll give you a special thing, handsome Harry. Yeah, Every, everybody gets a Harry, but you can feel like your VIP if you want to. You're Mister September, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was a it was a good fun movie. I I like I like these little charming Burt Reynolds movies. They're you know they're silly, they're fun. Is the reviews are terrible. Mm-hmm. And the movie isn't very good, but it's not meant to be. It's not like, you know, meant to be an Oscar winning thing. It's like, hey, come buy some popcorn, watch Burt Reynolds be Burt Reynolds for an hour and a half, and you'll get your money's worth. And, and if that's what you were going for, it did. Yeah. You know, it, it, you know. it, it's the total definition of a popcorn flick. Oh, you yeah. Know? It's just it's a good time fun. It's like don't don't worry about it. We're we're not here for competition or anything like that. It's just it's it's just a fun ride and it's just got mm-hmm. interesting stuff in it, both in the bizarre way and in the fun way and in like, you know, good comedy and strange comedy. Like it, but it all comes together as an enjoyable picture. It flows well. And yeah, I, I was interested the whole way through. It's one of those things. And you get cool you get cool race car scenes. Come on, like you, you don't even get any of that stuff anymore anyways. No. The race car scenes were really cool. The ones that were actually filmed. And they, mm-hmm. they, you know, more of it than I thought there were going to be. I keep bringing up semi tough, but I thought it was going to be like the football in that movie where there's like hardly any. <laughs> and it starts off like that, but then they they add more and more racing scenes as the movie goes along. It was definitely more racing in this than it was football in that one. Yeah, no, and this one, this was definitely was better than semi tough for sure. Oh, you know, it's, it's it's if you love Burt Reynolds movies, you'll love this movie. This is what this was for. It's yeah. It's a shame that they, why they opened it when they did baffles me. Like when yeah. you have the foresight to be like, hey, maybe Star Wars is gonna fuck us in the butt. Like yeah, maybe, they're only on their third one. <laughs> yeah, like the, like it's pretty tried and true at this point. And then you know. You got trading places, which is big. You got a lot of other stuff. This is a, you know, they could have thrown this movie October, you know, something like that, and probably would have done much better, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, Burt Reynolds had been a juggernaut for so long. Why wouldn't you bet on that? You know. Yeah, well, I think that's what happens is people get to that point where, like, when when you got a winner a bunch of times over, you, I, I think that like some people just they they get kind of blinded by that. And they don't start weighing their odds of competition anymore. They think they are the top dog. And you, you that's that's when you know it's got to be dangerous. Is when you think you are the top one is when you really got to watch out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Bert. But Stroke Race is a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Definitely fun for me revisiting that, that time and place, you know. Um, even though I wasn't born when this movie came out, but I – it, it feels very reminiscent of the North Carolina I grew up in, much more of a southern state um, than it is now, and that's good and bad. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of good things about you know <laughs> other people from other states coming here and you know bringing in a little bit of culture that we needed, <laughs> and you know diversifying things a little bit. That's really nice, but there is some of that like that southern charm that's missing especially in the bigger especially in like raleigh and charlotte and stuff mm-hmm. but yeah. seeing this is just like a bunch of rednecks with their shirts off and act, <laughs> drink, drink a beer race hill praise dale a lot of that going on <laughs> that, that was some good stuff <laughs> so there you go stroke a race um never seen it where, where, did, where did you watch it at i just rented it from amazon that's what i did <laughs> Yeah, as I was say, yeah. I, I didn't see it anywhere else. I was like, yeah, you know what? That that's almost the easy way to go. Yeah, surprised I don't own this one in some capacity. Um, but I never have. I've never. You don't see this one very often as much. I mean, it's like it's not a hidden movie, but it's not as prevalent as some of other Burt Reynolds stuff, like you know, Smokey or Longish Yard or um, you know any of those. So. Yeah, it's like Deliverance or something like that. Yeah, Deliverance. <laughs> the best little whorehouse in Texas. I have yep. so many. I was thinking of this day, so many Burr Reynolds posters. See, that's from, so cool. Uh, Smokey Jake. the Bandit 2 I have. 
I wonder, do you have a stroke race one? Uh, I might, you know, I need to look again. I might have stroke race. I think, I think it's I got a cool be- poster. Speaking of which, is it the one he's in a chicken suit, right? Or, uh, well, I don't know. The one I was looking at was the one that was on, uh, on Wikipedia and it's sort of got him and Lonnie Anderson on it. It's going to get the checkered flag behind it. A couple cars racing around. Oh yeah, we did have, she did have this one. My mom did have, so mom, if you listen before my mom had, we used to work at the movie theater and she, um, passed away a couple years ago, but she gave me all her old movie posters. And, um, a lot of them are Burt Reynolds, uh, Hooper. Yeah. So you got the Hooper one, which I just found that on VHS recently. I saw it at the store. I was like, Oh, I'm taking that. Cause that, mm. that, that almost might be my favorite Burt Reynolds movie. I have almost no Burt Reynolds VHS. The, I think honestly, the only Burt Reynolds movie I have on VHS is, um, is Boogie Nights. I might have, I might have Smokey. Uh huh. I don't, I, I don't think I, that, that might be the only one I have too. Now that I think about it, I have a lot more of his on DVD. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, um, I don't have a whole lot of that stuff, but I definitely have the the posters. I have Smokey, Smokey the Bandit 2, Hooper. Uh, I think I might have Stroke Race, but I'm not really sure. I know I have Semi-Tough because that's one of my favorite posters I, I own was that one. Yeah. Um, him and Chris Christopherson. Um, and I can't, there's a few more. I can't think of them right now, but yeah. Old Bert, such an icon. You know, he, he the one thing about him I'll say, and it's kind of like Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. And, you know, certain other actors, um, you might not like what they do. What they do might be stupid, but they have a, a type of movie like Adam Sandler. There's it is an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. Uh, except for the times that he breaks out just a little bit. There's like an uncut gems or, you know, punch drunk love. Other than those things, like the movies that are his company, Happy Madison, they're they have a formula. They have their own thing going on. Everything mm-hmm. from click to you know the animal and all the stuff that he did, he produced that he wasn't even in. He yeah. has a type of movie, and Burt Reynolds has a type of movie, um, with the exception of a few, you know, outside dramatic performances. Everything was you know his way, and it, it was it worked for a really really long time up until Stroke Race. Pretty much, it was it was you know tried and true. Yeah, exactly. Well, and it's like, that's even kind of like, like, cause you know, Hal Needham, the director and whatnot, you know, he does so many of Bruce or of, um, why I say that, um, Burt Reynolds, I also said Bruce Reynolds for some reason, getting late at <laughs> night, Burt Reynolds movies, because you know, he did the longest yard, Smokey the Bandit, Hooper, you know, of course, Smokey and the Bandit two, Cannonball mm. Run, mm. you know, Stroker Ace, and then. Yeah, he's, he's got all kinds of interesting ones in there. Even some of those ones, like he's got that rad, that BMX movie. He did oh, that yeah. one. Yeah, just just some like interesting things. Uh there was there was another one. There's this one called Megaforce that before we were uh, doing the podcast, I was just sort of oh, through. Yeah. I'm like, that looked really cool. I really wanted mm. to see that. And he also did the villain of Arnold Schwarzenegger. That that's the one too. He's he's just got some <laughs> oddball movies in there where like he can have some ones that are like real, like, oh my gosh, knockout ones, and then ones that are kind of like, huh, that's kind of a goofy, weird movie, but uh, you know, cool, why not? Yeah. He um he he passed away in 2013, but his his last movie was like 1996. It was a street luge movie, so he liked to come some like extreme stuff. He also well, the last last one he did was a Burt Reynolds one called Hard Time, made for TNT's movie night. Oh man! <laughs> oh my gosh! Old Burt Reynolds at the end, he, his career went to shit until Boogie Nights. Pretty much, he had that TV show too, Evening Shade. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My mom liked that show for a minute. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's that weird one that like, he kind of, yeah, he didn't until Boogie Nights. That was almost like, that was the equivalent of like John Travolta and Pulp Fiction. It's almost it was. like mm-hmm. he had that and then it was like, boom, everybody's like, oh yeah, that guy's an amazing actor. Like, like almost they like, kind of forgot about him for a while. And mm-hmm. then through the 2000s, he was in all kinds of stuff. I mean, like he's in Dukes of Hazard. you know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. literally playing Boss Hogg. And I love how that movie re- was originally pitched is uh, the dude from uh, Broken Lizard. Um, the Indian, I'm sure I'm blanking on his name. I, one was, I had his book and everything, but he talked about when he wanted to make Dukes of Hazzard. He was like t- talking to like the producers. I think it's Fox that has that movie or whatnot. I could be wrong there. But he's like, all I want for this movie, though, is as long as Burt Reynolds and Willie Nelson are in the movie and the producer pauses for a second, gives him kind of a confused look like, is Bo and Luke Duke? 
And he's like, well, if that was the case, that would be amazing. But I just wanted to be in the movie. I would watch the fuck out of that <laughs> oh movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Bo and Luke Duke like, is, is them older, but they're played by Burt Reynolds and Willie Nelson. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Burt Reynolds is uh, like, all right, man. Uh, you think we can outrun them? And Willie Nelson's like, do we have to? <laughs> you know, basically, pretty much. Oh, my gosh. Just token it up. Oh, Willie. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, Burt well, Reynolds, always good, you know, no matter what he's in. Pretty much, yeah. He is, it's, it's, he's always charming. He's, he's got incredible screen presence. Um, even if it's the movie around him is shit, he, he has his moments in those movies, even in mm-hmm. semi tough, which I, I hated that movie. Looking back at it, the more I think about that movie, I hate it. <laughs> but, um, he had his moments in there that he was really, really funny. But yeah, rest in peace, Bert. Um, mm-hmm. and Hal Needham. Um, and half the drivers in this in this movie because they got killed at Daytona. Yeah, <laughs> like it's not even a joke. Oh my gosh, sad. Both Neil Bonnet and Dale Earnhardt, and then I think, um, well, of course Tim Richmond died, but that was a different circumstance. You can Google that one, but um, yeah, wow, yeah, oh, sad. Um, anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, y'all have a good one. Um, if you uh, <clears throat> want to discuss anything with us on uh, social media, you go to um, <clears throat> at via VHS on Twitter, at via VHS on TikTok, and at via VHS pod on Instagram. Of course, you can always find everything that Spencer does at oldmanorange.com, including Pizza Boys Comic and Old Man Orange Podcast and all kinds of cool stuff like that. But um, any last thoughts before we get out of here? Nah, you know, as I said, it was it was a good fun for the first time seeing it. Uh, you know, I just had a good old time with it. You know, it puts me in the mood as always to watch more Burt Reynolds stuff, which I feel, uh, we have another one coming up soon, sooner than yeah. later for sure. Yeah. We might have some more Burt Reynolds coming down the pike really, really soon. Um, I'm, we'll probably try to stretch about a little bit, but I know on the list there's, there's another one coming up. We may have mentioned it already. Who knows? Yeah. But, um, anyway, thank y'all for listening. Y'all have a good one. And via VHS is out.